Thanks for tuning in to the World XP Podcast. If you're enjoying the content, please drop us up, drop a like, and let us know your thoughts below in the comments. Also, please consider supporting our podcast via the link below. It really helps us out. Chris, welcome back, man. Thanks for the late notice. As always, this is always feels like the situation when I need an episode. I text either you or sometimes Zane or Jason, but usually you. That's how you're in the regular title, man. Happy to yeah. be here. <laughs> so for those listening, we are recording this on a day in which Mark Zuckerberg at the world has found out that he is jacked and that exercising makes you a far-right extremist. And so that makes Mark Zuckerberg the face of white supremacy, which is a very interesting turn of events, if I do say so myself. Yeah, I don't think my 2023 bingo card had that on it. No, I don't think so either. And this is within the first one minute of this, so that'll be a good way to get both of us fired uh, <laughs> or canceled in some way. Shape. Nah, but so so it was actually not – so do you, did you read – I? You sent me both the articles. Did you read both of them? I did, actually. So for those listening, there was one MSNBC article, and then there was one time um, one from like a year or two ago. But the MSNBC one that came out like two or three days ago, let's see, when, what was the date that it came out? Continue without supporting this time. Absolutely, I'm not supporting you. <laughs> um, I think it was also, I think it was a repost. It was March of last year. Yeah, it was a repost. So I don't I don't remember how like how it ended up getting reposted, but I know Rogan ended up reposting it and then something else. But Yeah, it made its way around Twitter. It was I the... just I don't understand this lady that wrote it. I don't understand Well, yeah, I just don't understand. So which which article though? Because it's actually an interesting story. Of the, the MSNBC the, one. Yeah. So that one is clearly a follower on article from the Time one. So the Time one was from December of twenty one. Twenty one, I think. Twenty one. <laughs> um, but the the funny one about the Time one is the the title was something like. Uh, Something Ready? about yeah, Ready? you got it. The white supremacist origins of exercise and six other surprising facts about the history of US physical fitness. Yes, that's the one, right? So that one's from time. And the funny thing is, I, I dug into this a little bit because I was curious as to what argument you could even come up with. So the time article, if you read it, it's a little bit a scenario where it feels like the the headline editor wanted people to click on it, and then the like the actual interviewee like makes one passing comment in the whole thing, right? So like yeah. the, the interviewer is or the, like the interviewee is, uh, she was a history, an associate professor of history at Harvard, right? And like, she does do some, I was like, I was curious. So I was, now I was digging into this. She does do some like gender focused history stuff, but I wouldn't yeah. say that was the kind of all of her work, kind of like from a cursory glance of her faculty webpage. And the funny thing was she was in the interview, she was just talking about sort of the history of the fitness movement, right? So she starts on like, you know, being obese used to be a sign of affluence. And then she goes on to like, you know, look at all these different things that didn't work. 
and that there was a, you know, there was a, a fad about men working out and women not working out because women were fragile. And then she, the, like where this title came from was she notes somewhere in the middle that there was a shift that women needed to work out. And mm -hmm. so she writes, she wrote a thing where she was like, oh, look, it's like a flash of, you know, a progressive idea that's popped up in the 1920s. And then she finishes the sentence because the, the rest of the like thought was like women need to work out so that they can be hardy and raise more white babies. Yep. It was like, oh, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. I'm reading it now. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. how did we get here but like it wasn't it clearly wasn't the focus of her article right like no. she's, she's just doing a history right yeah and then the msnbc article comes out right a couple months later and it's taken like this kind of weird passing comment and made like a whole thing of it <laughs> right? right like i was like you took the primary academic source and like made a whole circus out of like i don't know one throwaway line yeah like you know in the second sentence or like early in the article when they're talking about mind comp it's like what do you like i just i don't i don't get it and so some of the stuff they're talking about mma and but mma is not not that mma is any of those things but like fitness is more than just mma which yeah they, they basically this is not even this is not even if you read the whole article it's not even a fitness article it's an article about dudes like about men being masculine essentially is what it is yeah and that that's not good and that's not okay <laughs> yeah well it's funny too because even they're like even their like even their angle on the like on the hitler side of things is it, like it could be boiled down to like you know who else had a house hitler yeah so pretty much houses like, <laughs> hitler fixated on boxing and jujitsu you know who else fixated on boxing muhammad ali like pick i pick one i don't i don't know yeah. it's it's well, just and, yeah and like and i'm like yes the guy planned to take over the whole world. I I would assume that like martial arts was on his list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure there were there were other things on there too. Probably negotiating. That was probably on there in some format. Dealing with other political, you know, nah, entities. Don't don't say that because Trump also negotiates, and that's that comparison <laughs> has already been beaten to death. Um, Fair. <laughs> interesting interesting yeah i don't so the other so this is the only subject that i've i've prided myself on not getting into facebook arguments this is the only subject like fitness and this thing from people on the left who are who love to say fitness is either like racist or that it's body shaming or any of these things the just the amount of science that exists like yeah you people right nobody's saying that you have to be shredded like mark zuckerberg but it is without doubt being like working out and exercising even if you're just going on walks and trying to eat relatively healthy is just better for you than not and that is 
that is just it. There's no, there's no debating that. There's no debating that. Like you ask anyone no. that has done any sort of study, and the other thing to that's wild to me is, I think uh, Peter Hotez, Doctor Peter Hotez, was the guy that was saying that he was on Rogan saying that people should take the vaccines, and then Rogan was like, "Do you take vitamins or like?" take care of yourself fitness-wise, and he was like, no. And it's like, okay, yeah. so why do we have... So then I was asking, oh, who did I have on recently? This is going to bug me. I had somebody on recently, Davis, who got his PhD uh, in physical therapy. And I asked him, because it was like pre-med, Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, how much nutrition? I was like, how much nutrition do you guys do? And they're like, not that. He's like, not that much. Yeah. I was like, well, why? It's like, don't. There's so many. I'm hearing so many stories, and a lot of them are anecdotes. But I'm hearing so many anecdotes about, oh, I cut out, insert thing here out of my diet, and all of a sudden my knee pain went away because yeah. inflammation went down on the body. So much of pain, so much of the pain that people are feeling in their bodies caused by inflammation which is caused by poor diets. Yep. And and or and or biomechanics, which is people don't teach you how to run and walk when you're a kid. Yep. Which I I mean, sure. Like I'm not saying everybody's got to go take running class when they're 3, but but if you have poor mechanics and you eat a poor diet, it's not going to go well. Like I, I've seen people who are overweight walk with their feet out like this. And even if you're skinny and you walk with your feet out like that, you're going to end up with problems in ankle and hip joints later. Anyways, mm-hmm. even if, even if you could be fit and, and walk like that and you will still have problems. So it's not, it's diet, but also biomechanics, both of those things, you fix those things or even just make them better. 99% of the problem like will go away and then you don't need to take a drug that is spelled like I just mashed my hand on the keyboard and nobody yeah. can nobody can pronounce it but here we are most I think we're probably what are we the most medicated society in the western world I would I would put money on that probably yes probably yeah and yeah. we're and we're the fattest yeah go figure go for a yeah. walk do you think this was like I'm curious it, like in the context of school, right? We have PE, which is physical education. Mm-hmm. But like, I, at least for me, that basically just boiled down to like playing random sports and dodgeball. Yeah, like, for I, me I, I too. I don't think we really, I mean, at some point we had health class, which was like sex ed, right? Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't think we had any other education in terms of, you know, like you said, nutrition, diet, biomechanics. Oh, well, the food pyramid was out then. Which was oh, a, yeah, which was a total true. lie. So we did. They taught us about the food pyramid, but it was a total lie. So they did teach us. They just taught us wrong. Yeah. Which is the other thing about just when people like say to trust the experts. It's like I heard somebody say, somebody who practices law say, saying trust the experts is the dumbest thing that you can possibly say because when I'm trying a case, I have experts that are arguing my side and then the other side has are as experts arguing their side. Yeah. So yeah. what experts do you want to trust exactly here? Um, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's always the question, right? There's another great, um, there's a Richard Feynman quote, who was a Nobel prize winner in physics. 
Mm-hmm. And he is, he was quoted as saying science is the belief in the ignorance of experts, right? Like it's, it's the idea that like, well, yeah. they didn't know. That's why I'm going and digging around over here. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a hundred percent accurate. Like you have to ask, you have to ask all these questions. Um, and I've said this so many times on the, on the pod recently, but I feel like we're in an era of transition for so many things and health is another health is another one of them. There's a lot of people who are help who are healthier than any human beings ever in history before mm-hmm. due to yeah. not due to and the athletes the top level athletes are more athletic and stronger and faster than anyone in human history before because of the nutrition science and the you see a professional soccer player come off the field with their specific little like bottle yeah. And that bottle has the specific amount of electrolytes needed f- because due to blood testing that they do for that player. It's not just, yeah. here's a Gatorade. Yeah. It's what is the optimal level of performance for you individually? Because everyone is different. And I've got this thing sitting here that I've been fiddling around with. This is GPS like tracker. You can just get one. I, I have one. But mm-hmm. every single team has them now and they track heart rates and they track the amount of um, like the load that's on the body. And so the amount of science available now from a health perspective, so like both, so people talk about the gap between the rich and the poor widening, but also mm-hmm. the gap between the healthy and the unhealthy, I think is yep. also very much widening because if you want to sit there and and do nothing and eat pizzas all day, you can do that because yep. you can work, you can work from home and you don't have to move at all. Yeah. You can get Amazon, DoorDash, Everything can just come right to your door. You don't have to mm-hmm. move at all. Yeah. So the ability that like it makes it hard if, you, if you're not driven or disciplined or any of these things, it makes it very easy to just fuck off and not do anything for a while. And and it's very easy to fall into that slump yeah. um, and that spiral. So I don't know where I was going with that. Well, it also, I mean, it also seems like there's, there's a weird push to enable it too, right? Like, yeah. uh, we, ju- we just seem to be in a, in a weird spot uh, in, like, I feel like as a society where we're not allowed to like push back on anything that could be kind of perceived as, you know, as oppressive, but in some cases you're like, well, this is bad for you. Like this, this is objective being this way is objectively bad for you like yeah at least from you i mean i suppose from a strictly libertarian perspective if you want to kill yourself then that's your prerogative but i should also probably as a friend let you know that that's what you're doing right like that's i mean it's funny because i i I would say i i was i was one of the people who didn't put a lot of, of of faith in something like the bmi like 10 years ago, right? And I was like, well, I feel like I'm pretty healthy. I'm not sure I could, like, it seems like I'd have to lose a ton of weight. That doesn't even seem plausible. And then over the course of COVID, I did Noom, right? I lost 50 pounds. And I was like, oh, no, clearly I did have like 80 pounds to lose. Like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not a stick figure. I I dropped 50 pounds from somewhere. But the funny thing is, so now one of my like workouts, right, is I'll throw on a weight vest and do various workouts. So I'll throw 25 pounds back on. Mm-hmm. And if I do it too long, my knees are killing me. And I'm like, well, yep. I was carrying 50 pounds just all the time. 
Yeah, like, exactly. That can't have been good for them, right? Like, you know. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. Like you're, it's not that your body is, it's, it's that your body is carrying, your frame is not meant to carry around that, that amount of extra stuff. Yeah. Um, but to your point about BMI though, BMI also told me that I was obese. So there's a, I mean, yeah, but, but take it as a ballpark, right? That's there body, body fat percentage is much more, um, it's much more indicative of, of health. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, or cause it's your body composition really is the, the number on the scale matters less than your muscle to fat ratio. Yes. Essentially. Um, because you got r- like running backs in the NFL that would be morbidly obese under BMI. And it's like, okay, these are some of the best athletes in the world. And, obviously they are they are not so yeah. but that's probably more of a niche thing right i mean if you're a professional or semi-professional athlete it's likely that the bmi is not going to serve you well if you're just a dude yeah it's probably a decent ballpark i don't know most 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 health people are like bmi's crap but yeah, fair. but but to your point though about you got 50 pounds to lose from somewhere that's true. But I also bet that if you had done your body composition at the same time you did your BMI, your body composition would have told you also that you needed to to shed some of the weight. So yeah. both would have been right, broken clocks right twice a day. So Yeah. And that's BMI I I equate almost to it's like a very like height to weight ratio does not because people have different body types. It's like mesomorph, endomorph, and ectomorph or something like that. One is skinnier, one's like in the middle, and one's thicker, for, for yeah. lack of a better word. Um, sure. <laughs> and so anyone who's the thicker one, and I don't remember which ones, I was, I assume mesomorph is in the middle. But for whoever's the thicker one, is BMI doesn't work for, for them. BMI mm-hmm. is geared toward lean people, and that's... That's fine. Sure. That like it is. It is. It was a flawed system, and it's fine. But as as people were learning, right, the exercise science field was not that advanced. Mm-hmm. Like the like the amount that it's advanced in the last, I don't know, ten, twelve, ten years or so in terms of like, bios and mechanical exercises and time under tension and loading various things. Mm-hmm. If your knee, like, where does your knee hurt, for example? Kind of on the front end, under the like under the kneecap, right? Like down towards the foot. Yeah. So for you and your knee pain, without seeing you move or anything, if you were to strengthen your quads specifically, mm-hmm. but not doing squats, time under tension, which is which means that like you know, a leg extension machine. Yeah. But sure. if you were just to hold it there for fifteen seconds at a time. Okay doing something like that. Right. But so that exercise science is just becoming more in the, like, I just know it, like I'm ingrained yeah. in it, but I am also, I haven't gone to school for it and I haven't done any of these things, but these, this information is now just out there. Yeah. Um, and so it's cool to see the advances in it, but to go back to the original point of it being bad for people to work out, it's like, it's just utter nonsense. It's, it's, it's complete nonsense. As yeah. Like if I don't work out, I don't feel 
great. Like this yep. negotiation we're going through right now, I went to work out. I worked out this morning, but I did it again. I ran, I went to the parking garage and ran the stairs for 30 minutes. Yeah. Right. Which is a lot generally. Like nobody's saying you got to do that, but no. go for, go for a walk, go do some, something is better than nothing. Yes. Always. Yeah. I'd say both for physical and mental health. Right. I yep. mean, from a, from a physical, I'm with you. If I go too many days without some form of exercise and it doesn't have to be, I don't have to get to the gym, but you know, riding the bikes with the kids, going on a big, long hike, kind of anything like that. Well, I, like we've got a, we've talked about virtual reality, right? We've got an Oculus here mm-hmm. doing one of those, you know, fun beat dance games, just something to get moving. My body starts to hurt, but on top of that, I start to get anxious. Right? Like I get yeah. anxious, nervous energy. That starts to build up if I can't let it out some way. Oh, I remember why it made the rounds because of, because you brought up mental health. New York Post tweeted that uh, some study that exercise was. Let me go find it. That exercise was oh, right. Um, was helpful depression. in battling chronic depression. Yeah. 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 Let me. I think. Did you send me the screenshot? Let's see. I think so. Yeah, exercise is effective for battling chronic depression study which is something that people who exercise i saw another guy say i've never seen anyone who made a physical transformation that did not also make a mental transformation yeah like i've like i've never seen anyone who transformed their body and became healthy physically that didn't also improve in other aspects of their life yeah and i felt that with me like when i came out of when i came out of college i was i mean i was fine i wasn't overweight but i definitely wasn't lean at all so i'm sure. down 15 pounds since then but i've maintained that it was like mid one mid 180s and i'm low 170s now and i've maintained that low 170s weight but mentally i've been so much better the whole time and yeah. i have almost forgotten what the other part has been like and part of that i think is i was eating way too many subs at sure. the dining hall yeah, and I've cut out a lot of processed carbs, and now when I eat the processed carbs, not only do I not feel great physically, but up here I don't feel sharp. I don't yeah. feel sharp, and there's when people say they cut out carbs for their diet to lose weight, I don't actually think that it's the carbs because. I still carb load for game days for soccer, but it's rice. It's the Mm. sugars and the processed stuff and the breads that we eat that I think messes with people's bodies rather than the fact that it's carbs. Because if you're burning the carbs, the carbs themselves are not the problem. It's what's in the processed carbs that makes that is bad. Like if you Mm -hmm. are, if you're eating stuff that's in packaging, like wonder Brit. Yeah, sure. Or, yeah. But chips and and these white breads and these like I don't uh like crackers and I don't like any of the other like sort of bread-based packaged yeah. products that last forever is not good it's not good for you. The tortillas are fine. I feel like I feel like tortillas are fine. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. And also and also when I went massively high protein in terms of I eat mostly eggs and meat and vegetables and fruit, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't feel the need to overeat. Yeah. Whereas, whereas you can just sit with a bag of Doritos, a big bag, and just yeah. eat the whole bag. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. We, we've we noticed that, too. If we make – so we'll make homemade pasta sometimes, mm-hmm. right? And a bowl of homemade pasta is filling. Yeah. And a bowl of, like, store-bought dried pasta, I mean, I can pound three or four of them without yep. blinking. Right? Yeah. Like there's, there's something about, I don't know, the, like, the processing of it that makes it not satiating, right? Whereas, like, if I eat one bowl of, like, something we made – I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not, not only did I enjoy it, but I'm full. That's it. I'm good. Yeah. hundred like, percent. I, I don't know if something's being lost in the processing. And so, you know, y- your body's going, Hey, I still don't have enough magnesium or whatever. Right? Like, is, is there something missing that you're like, well, keep eating until you get enough potassium. Yeah. I don't, or, I'm not, I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. Right. But I, what I do know is how it makes me feel and other people I know who pay attention to these things feel and then the other the other thing that was like canola oils and things like that mm-hmm. apparently canola oil was made as a lubricant for factories really yeah back in the day i heard that on rogan i don't rogan did the jamie make sure that's true like the thing when he says something <laughs> ridiculous and then he says to make sure it's true after was yeah. I'm I'm gonna look it up right now. Canola canola oil. I'll say dangers. <laughs> uh, See if we can get you a Jamie one day. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or canola oil used to be, but it's also the vegetable oils generally. Like mm-hmm. olive oil is so much better. Cano- canola oil factory <laughs> yeah 20 uh i don't know i just like to imagine if that's true right who was the first person who brought it home and was like you know what throw it in the pan <laughs> yeah i don't know well that's the people people used to be used in factories yeah, canola oil has several industrial uses, including hydraulic fluid, biodiesel, cosmetic engine oils. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah I'm not crazy. <laughs> Look at that. Um, <laughs> I'm still on Google. Canola, canola oil is my preferred oil. And it's on... When is this from? This is this is this is why it would be funny, because uh, it's on the Livestrong website. So everything <laughs> that Lance Armstrong has to say. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, so I'm I'm. Right. So again, I I haven't done all of the research into these oils, but what I do know is when I stopped using vegetable oil, and started using. Right. And, and this is all anecdote. Right. And and I started doing a lot of these things at the same time. So sure. I don't know which one it was. But what I do know is that I feel better. Yeah. So. Right. And this is still anecdote and it's still whatever. But. The other thing, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but people will ask me what I eat. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, you're like, you're in shape. What do you eat? And then I'll tell them. 
and then we'll go to dinner or whatever and i'll get instead of fries as a side i'll get vegetables and they'll be like ah you somebody 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 called me today so somebody called me a skinny fuck today for not wanting to eat a donut in in a in a a loving way right in in a loving way but it's like you're gonna ask me what i eat and then you're gonna be and then you're gonna make fun of me for eating healthy when you just asked what i eat to for no reason i don't know (laughs) Yeah, you're like what? What was the? Were you just curious? Like, well, I, I don't, I don't know. That's the thing, because it's not. I don't know. It, it at first, it, at first, it was difficult to not just eat whatever. I don't know. I've I've always eaten generally healthy, but I feel like making that adjustment because there are some foods that you get a bowl of pasta with Alfredo sauce and mm-hmm. some chicken, and you're like, oh, it's so good. And then you just go from like from that to grilled chicken and broccoli, and you're like, oh, I hate it. But like for me. I'll eat the same thing every day. I don't really care, but I understand why that would be hard for some people. Like yeah. a plate of a plate of cheese, like loaded cheese fries with bacon. It's like uh, <laughs> delicious, right? Yeah. But no, yeah, yeah. no. Well, it's funny you said because it's funny you say that because the way so what I did to lose weight was I did new, mm-hmm. right? That was the like, which is sort of a mixture of calorie counting and cognitive behavioral therapy all at once. yeah but like it's i don't know if you've seen some of their commercials i was like these are the best diet commercials i've ever seen i've only seen like a couple of them but it's just like somebody going through their day snacking right they're typically some version of this somebody going through their whole day snacking and like and then it sort of just flashbacks to like them as a kid and parents going make sure to empty your plate they're starving people and whatever right like and it's them getting that message and then as an adult eating all the way through and then going like looking at their phone and it's like i was conditioned from childhood to clear my plate even when i'm not hungry yep huh right like it's like but there's a there's an aspect of like addiction and cognitive behavior that you're like you if you ask the person why are you doing that in the moment they'd go i don't know all right like why are you hungry is that why you're eating that no i'm not hungry okay are you enjoying the taste no not really yeah, that's that's a societal thing too. Like the reason that that exists is not because parents wanted their kids to like be fat, but a hundred, even a hundred, like two hundred years ago or whatever, you couldn't waste food because there's no yes. refrigeration, there's nowhere to store the food, there's nowhere to to do any of these things. Maybe you're running low on food, and if your kid doesn't eat all his food and you don't have enough to get dinner because you like the hunt didn't go well, like all these things. Right. So this is another area of transition where like, where we're phasing out a lot of these old traditions that don't need to happen anymore. Like that, like, uh, fuck you, Corey. I'm saying like so much. Um, (laughs) he, he pointed it out to me and now it's very annoying. Um, (laughs) These traditions and things are not for no reason, a lot of them, mm-hmm. but they don't apply anymore. So, yes, yes, we were conditioned to do that, but the world is different than when our parents stepped into it. Mm-hmm. Um, microwaves weren't a thing yes. then. For example, when my dad was on here, he told us the story of when they first got microwaves when he and he blew the door off the hinges. <laughs> right? Microwaves are not are not in the grand scheme of human history they are very very new yes and same with ovens and same with refrigerators and same with 
Like, oh, here, here's another one that I can look up. When is the first refrigerated transport? Oh, yeah, sure. Refrigerated. All right, we'll go. When was the when was the first refrigerator made? 1834. So how long? Okay, so in 1913, refrigerators for home use were invented. I mean, that's like, what, 110 years ago? Yep. But like in the course of human history, that's a blink. There's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. And so in terms of our parents being told to clear their plates, just because it was invented in 1913, when was it accessible to everybody? 40s? 50s? I don't know. When When did production stop because of the world wars for refrigerators and go into planes and weapons and stuff? Yeah, it would have so been the when... 40s, right? So. Well, both world wars because it it was invented. Oh, that's true. It was invented the year before World War One. So how long before it went into actual production? So, what, our parents didn't see a refrigerator until, I don't know, maybe the first one was in the home in 1950, like widely yeah. accessible. Right. And so, our parents' parents didn't see a fridge until they were well past adults. Mm-hmm. So it's only the second generation after that. Right. That's so true. All it, so these things just take time. That doesn't mean that it's good for what it's been doing to all of us now. But but <laughs> historical perspective for so many of these things is I feel like widely widely important. Yeah. Because for exercise as well. No nobody knew what exercise what it was kind of nobody did exercise because so many jobs were just manual labor. And as right. the jobs moved to sedentary, then people realized if I just sit here all day and do nothing, that's probably not good. And so exercise science and biomechanics and all these things started to pop up. And now it's become, right, there's different fat, the same the same as the food pyramid, although actually, no, not the same as the food pyramid, because that was a little bullshit. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was, that was a willing lie in my yeah. opinion, or not even in my opinion. It was, it's, it's, it's been, it's come out that it's been, a, that it was a will. Anyways, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's wrong. If I remember correctly, the story was something like it was wheat, like it, it was wheat lobbyists who generated, like who were directly related to the production. Oh, you know what, you know what it was? No, it was the sugar people paid off the FDA to say that it was the trans fats were all the problem. That's what it was. The okay. Sugar, yeah. 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 So the, yeah, so then they, they created, you know, out of nothing, a pyramid, and then it, like, and it, it is interesting because it it ties into our other conversations, right? Of having like the dangers of having one source of information is when it's wrong, mm-hmm. it's really wrong. Yeah, it's really wrong for everybody. You know, as opposed to like now, right? If you're if you're thinking about your nutrition, right? The information you're getting about nutrition or biomechanics or exercise, are you getting it from one source? Are you getting it from a university? Like, where are you getting your information from? Um, a few trusted people that run their own. So Kevin and Chris, shout out to them. Chris was on the podcast recently, but they own they run a gym, um, specifically for. They do personal training, but mostly for soccer. Uh, so those two, and then I've got various other sources, like people on Rogan that go on Rogan. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not one place. And if, when it's also all of these people say, 
this is what I've experienced and found in my research, but figure out what works best for you. And so it's a compiling of information from various sources, from mm -hmm. from people who have various backgrounds. For example, the diet that I might need is different than the diet that you might need because mm -hmm. you're not going to go exert and burn 3000 calories in a soccer game. Mm -hmm. That's a different, that's a different nutritional makeup of diet that we both need. Right. So it's tailored in that way. So it's from a variety of people and a variety of sources and then compiled for my own, for my own needs, because mm -hmm. While I might have a soccer game, I don't need the same diet as a professional athlete who's training five, like every single day and plus going to the gym and doing all these other things. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not doing that, but I'm right. not that far off. But that also doesn't mean that I don't need that. I need to be carb loading almost every day because I'm doing training and this and this and all these other things because mm -hmm. it's not my job. So right. it's tailored based on what I I've taken little bits from nutritionists that work for soccer teams that I follow on various social medias and, and things like that. And players I've taken little bits from Chris and Kevin, little bits from people who are just general nutritionists, little bits mm -hmm. from like the Rogan, I'll call it the Rogan community, the, like his world of yeah things. So yeah, from a lot of different places and I compile it all kind of mentally and try different things and, be like this works well with me this doesn't sit so well this this was pretty good maybe i should try this and this and see what's going on with see if i feel better after after this game or what level of electrolytes or what i don't yeah. know it's it's an ongoing experiment yeah no and I, I think that's i would i would guess that's most people's experience right when they're kind of getting into it is they'll, they'll either find a friend or a couple friends and that'll be kind of their initiation, but that they're they're plucking from different sources and trying different things. I mean, it's interesting to see, like you said, everybody's sort of experimenting in real time and, you know, adapting the things that work for them and uh, dropping the things that don't. You know, I, I saw a post the other day that I thought was actually a, kind of an interesting point. It was, because one of the things I struggle with is finding the time between, you know, like one of the things when you've got kids is that, your time, your not work time becomes default kid time. Yeah. Right? So as opposed to sort of having default empty time to fill with, you know, the gym or whatever you want to do, right? And so you end up having to isolate things, you know, like you have to basically take away kid time as opposed to having it as a default open slot in your calendar. But somebody had posted, look, if you're playing with the kids, you can run up and down a hill 20 times. Yeah. Like there's uh, nobody stopping you. The kids will run up there with you. Right. Like, but yeah. like to, have them, have them chase you, have them chase you. And then you'll all roll back down. Right. Like, but there's things that are going to work for, you know, like if, if, you know, if you're not going to get two hours in the gym, you know, maybe that kind of hardcore training isn't what you need, but if you just need to move, there's plenty of opportunities. You just have to kind of look for them. But to have that mindset of, okay, I'm going to adopt this thing for me. Oh, yeah, my kids love to ride bikes. Let's go on a bike ride. Yeah. You know, or they love to, they want to walk uptown to the park. Okay, well, let's walk uptown, but I'm going to throw my weight vest on mm -hmm. while we walk. You know, just little things like that. Yeah. Or you can do push ups and they'll climb on your back or something like yeah. whatever, whatever it is. 
they'll atomic elbow you in the middle of a push-up. Oh, of course, of course. That's that's on hard difficulty then. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, hundred percent. There's so many creative ways to do it, and and you just have to do it, kind of. I I am fascinated by the idea that you would spend any time attacking it. Like just at any, I don't, I don't understand putting any effort towards stopping people from exercising or putting a bad taste to their mouth. Like I get the idea that some exercises are dangerous. Maybe that's a thing of like, Hey, I don't know that you should do that, but that's a totally different thing than just sort of, I don't know, just uh, throwing negative shade at ignorance exercise. Is ignorance for what it, none of, none of the people that are attacking exercise exercise, I yeah. I'd be I'd be willing to put money on it. Do you think it's ignorance or is it is it excuse like is it excuse generator? Well, it's an ignorance of not knowing what it does to a person if you are consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you go exercise for six months, and then tell me how you feel afterwards, and then you still want to say it's bad for people. Yeah. I I would I would I would bet that I would bet almost everything I have that anyone who says that it's bad for you has not done it for any significant or consistent length of time. But that's the other thing. You don't go into the gym once and get a six pack. You gotta go mm-hmm. four times a week for six months. Yeah. And then and then the results come. Yeah. So but I'd say I mean I think you get the mental health benefits and even sort of the, the general endorphin benefit from way yeah. less than that yeah but yeah yeah for sure way. for sure or let's let's say let's we'll say uh, not even going to the gym doing some form of exercise yeah for 20 minutes five days a week for three months something like that yep on a walk right even even simple as that go go do 10 squats 10 bodyweight squats and five push-ups and go for a walk around the corner yep that's it yeah and do that every day for three months and you will feel better i i be willing to guarantee that the people who are attacking exercise have not partaken in any significant form because they wouldn't feel that way i've never met a person who is active and who's active and is like, you know what? This is horrible for me. Let me stop. Mm -hmm. You see this as people age as well. Who who ages well? Like my dad is 50, whatever. He's super active and he's still going and he will be, he will be in shape for, he will be in shape and doing well for the next 10 to 15 years at least. Yeah. Right. And, some some fifty year olds struggle to walk up a flight of stairs. Yeah, my uh, my kids' uh, karate teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sensei Perez here in Medfield, but he is sixty two. I think mm-hmm. he's celebrated. He's got a a twenty inch vertical leap. Yeah, but like, killing it. Guy, like that guy can move. Right? He could probably move better than me. Like and that's what right like what he's doing all day every day is teaching karate. Yeah, and it's not even half of it is not even about a a, a I'll say a majority is about in this moment 
your mental health and your physical health. But a large chunk of why I advocate so strongly for it is so you can just exist as a person when you're 65. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can know, and, and you build up the knowledge base of, okay, if I'm not going to go into the gym, I can't go into the gym anymore and bench XYZ pounds or squat XYZ pounds because the bar is there, but I know how to do body weight squats and pushups. And because the aging process is basically a deterioration of bone and muscle yeah, and a bunch of other things, but the easiest way or the best way to stave that off is to do resistance training, resistance training being in other words, weightlifting or so like there's a dude at my gym. There's multiple people at my gym that have to be older than 70 Mm -hmm. have to be. And they yeah. are doing all sorts of extra. There's one guy that's got a breathing machine and he unhooks it so he can do the exercise. So it doesn't get tangled up, does the exercise and hooks it back in and goes, damn. That's... And he's like 90. He's yeah. walking around with the all black shoes that are Velcro only. Yeah. And like the old Navy shirt from Vietnam or whatever. And yeah. The hat and like, and he carries around his machine as he goes. And I Holy was like, crap. I was like, damn, dude, he must be 50, whatever. And there's another guy that has, he's, he either had some sort of injury or something, but his leg is not moving properly. So what he does is he goes from, he's got a walker, but he goes from the sauna into the hot tub and that lets him loosen up and kind of walk around a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And I was asked him, I was just talking to him in the sauna one, one day. I was like, do you i don't remember how it came up but he said to me if i stop moving i die basically and i was yeah. like i you might not be wrong <laughs> I, well, I, hope, right. I hope that's not true but he knows though that's the point what i'm getting at is even people at that age when they move around it prolongs your life in a way that you can be around for your family and your friends more and and mm-hmm. experience more things and just exist yeah better like no one if you ask anyone if they wish that they had more time with a parent or a grandparent unless they had a horrendous relationship for whatever reason right everyone's gonna say yes yeah even if it wasn't a great relationship after that person dies you'd be like oh it would have been nice to have another year with them yeah everyone says that yeah it's not even for you have to. And the other thing, if you're, if you, if you are more healthy as your own individual, like if I'm 50 and I can't walk anywhere and can't play with kids, my kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What use I'm use, I'm useless. What yeah. I, what am I doing? How I can't help anyone. People have to help me and me as a individual. I'm much too stubborn to have to have that be the case. <laughs> but well, there's so but there's so many more reasons than just being selfish and oh I'm I'm jacked now and I look great. There's so many more reasons than that. To yeah. Do it. Well, even think of like I mean like the like you said even even if you're just doing body weight work, right? And you're moving, I mean it may just from a rational perspective, right? I mean your you know, your life goal here like the, the general life plan right is you you know it, it, 
you know, have a family, don't have a family, whichever way, but you end up getting into your career, right? You, you ascend the ladder into your thirties and forties, right? And then right around forties to fifties, you hit like money making peak, right? You make a bunch of money to the point that you can then retire. And then what? Right. Like I want to enjoy that shit, man. Right. Exactly. Right. Like you're not, it's not like my goal was to work long enough that I could die. Like, (laughs) right. Like my goal is to hit 65 and go, I'm out. I'm going to Europe. We're going to go backpacking. Right. Like there's some stuff I want to see. I'm going to go see the things. Maybe my kids will have kids by then. I'm going to go spend time with the grandkids. I'm going to go play with them. Right. Like I'm going to do whatever I want, but that all is contingent on me being able to walk. Yeah. Or, you know, get on an airplane or to, you know, move around without, you know, collapsing just from kind of moving around. Bingo. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. There's so many reasons to to do it. It's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't understand those people. I don't really want to understand those people that are that attack fitness and and being healthy. I don't. I don't want to associate with those people. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know yeah. if because there is I'm so 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 sure. <laughs> like right. uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's funny like coming out in 2023 20, in the, the age of inf- like misinformation, right? Yeah. Uh, that that word's thrown around all the time. I'm like that's misinformation right there. That that yeah, it totally is. It totally is, man. It's, I don't know. Well, I feel like actually this was a good one. It's a bit shorter, but I think we wrapped it up nicely. Yeah, agreed. All right, sounds good. Uh, Don't hate us in the comments. If you want to comment, you can comment. That's fine. All right, wait. <laughs> is your book is is your book still selling on Amazon? Yeah, it's still there. If anybody uh, is looking for, needs information about clinical trials, you know, you've got a, a loved one who's entering one. You want sort of a basic primer on it. It's uh, yeah. what the heck is a clinical trial and where do I find one? It's on Amazon. It's like three bucks. Or if you want any context to what RFK is saying, go get it. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> uh, and we will not talk about that online because, well, I don't need to say why. Not until the presidential debates. Oh, wait, there there aren't any debates, so I guess... All right, we're going to get ourselves in trouble. Peace. (laughs) Bye.